Welcome back to the Get and Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pull, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. It was St. Benedict who challenged our strength of sincerity, saying, One of the instruments of good works by which man becomes a saint is to utter truth from his heart and from his lips, never desiring to be called a saint without first being one. In the same way, it is this strength of sincerity which is the most vitally important quality of true prayer. It was Isaiah who called out their lack of strength and sincerity when he prophesied, This people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. A little sincerity is a dangerous thing, and a great deal of it is absolutely fatal, quoted Oscar Wilde. And maybe this is why we find our current circumstances yearning for leaders who can speak, act, and walk in a line straight enough for others to follow. At the end of the Revolutionary War, the new United States came close to disaster. The men who had served the Continental Army expected to be paid by the new Congress, yet the Congress had no money. Refusing to disband until they were paid, mutiny was close at hand. But Congress needed more time. So on March 15, 1783, General George Washington addressed the army from a stage built in the Temple of Virtue, a large wooden hall the soldiers had built for use as a chapel and dance hall north of West Point, New York. These men had come to love their commander-in-chief during the trials of the Revolutionary War. He treated them honestly, spoke with clarity, and stood toe-to-toe with them in the fight. Washington spoke of his own service yielded without pay, his love for the soldiers, and promised to do everything in his power to see that they received what they deserved. He begged them not to open the floodgates of civil discord. He appealed to them not to take any measures for which, viewed in the calm light of reason, will lessen the dignity and sully the glory you have hitherto maintained. But his audience was unmoved. He read a letter from Congress, but as he read, He began to stumble over some of the words and and seemed to get lost in in the process. He, he, He just was struggling. He stopped reading and reached slowly into his pocket, then proceeded to do something his men had never seen him do. He put on a pair of spectacles. Gentlemen, you must pardon me. I have grown gray in your service, and now I find myself growing blind." This humble and sincere act from the father of our country touched his men in a way his words had failed to do. The Continental Army would go on to vote and give Congress more time. Thomas Jefferson would write of Washington these words taken from the moral compass by William J. Bennett. His mind was great and powerful without being of the very first order. His penetration strong, though not acute as that of a Newton, Bacon, or Locke. No judgment was ever sounder, sure in conclusion. His advantage derived from counsels, hearing all suggestions. He selected what was best. He was incapable of fear, meeting dangers with the calmest unconcern. He once quipped, Where I stood was exposed and received all the enemy's fire. I heard the bullets whistle by, and believe me, there is something charming in the sound. He never acted until every circumstance, every consideration was maturely weighed. Once decided, going through with purpose, whatever obstacles opposed, no motives being able to bias his decision. His integrity and sincerity were most pure. He said, let us therefore animate and encourage each other and show the whole world that a free man 
contending for liberty on his own ground, is superior to any slavish mercenary on earth. He was indeed, in every sense of words, a wise, good, and great man. Yeah, we revel when one of ours is highly thought of. So why then has the father of our nation not inspired our current leaders? Maybe we lost our way. Maybe we started to listen to men who were more like Oscar Wilde in their thinking. There is a story about true saintliness. It's retold by Joel Metcalf. There once was a hermit living in a cave. He spent his days praying and reading holy scriptures. He wanted to be a saint, one of the greatest and best the world had ever known. Finally, he grew to be an old man. Dutifully, he had always remained faithful. He prayed, O God, show me who has attained more sanctity than I. Just then, an angel of the Lord came to him and said, Go to town, and in the marketplace you will find a clown performing tricks and making people laugh. He is the man you seek. Well, the hermit was astonished, for he had expected that there was no one better than he. But he followed his instructions. Watching the clown in disgust playing silly tunes and performing tricks for the children, the hermit was almost beside himself. After the performance, the hermit drew the clown aside and asked him, Have you always been a clown? Tell me, what good deeds have you done, and what prayers and penances have you performed, which makes you so beloved by God? The clown said, I am ashamed to confess. I, I do not remember doing any good works. The hermit insisted, You must have performed some great act of goodness. Oh, no, said the clown. I will even tell you how I became poor. Years ago, when I was a young man, I just received my share of my father's estate. I came across a woman, tired and weeping, as if she was being pursued by an enemy. She said her husband and children had been sold into slavery for debt, and evil men were coming after to carry her away as well. Well, there was nothing else to do but to buy her freedom and, and that of her family, which took all of my money. Anybody else would have done the same. But it was then that I became poor. Suddenly, the hermit, it was all becoming clear to him, everything that he had been missing. For it was the clown's sincerity in his mercy, giving all one had to give. Like it says in the book of Hosea, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. The angel of the Lord appeared to him at that very moment, saying, Sincerity if forged from truth, strengthens a man's armor. And one thing else you didn't know, the clown. He has become the wealthiest man in the city. Thomas Merton wrote, Sincerity is the only valid test of our faith, our hope, and our love of God. No matter how deep our meditations, nor how severe our penances, how grand our liturgy, how pure our chant, how noble our thoughts about the mysteries of God. They are all useless if we do not really mean what we say. Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum. <laughs>